It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins announced yesterday that two prominent members of the offensive line in Toronto Armstead and Isaiah Wynn have been placed on the PUP, physically unable to perform list, at the start of training camp. We go into the implications here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast, Joe Marino. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Shout out to the everydayers who do make us a part of your daily routine because it is your team every day. Here on the Locked On Network, today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by eBay Motors. Championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same for your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. And exclusions do apply. Mike McDaniel just got off the podium for pre-practice media availability, touched on a bunch of stuff. We're going to close there, but we have to start today's show focused on the offensive line uh, because the news came out yesterday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that Teron Armstead and Isaiah Wynn and tight end Tanner Connor were all placed on the PUP, the physically unable to perform list, and it kicked off this mass hysteria for Dolphins fans of, oh, my goodness, Teron Armstead, he's back on the PUP. We haven't even started practicing yet. He can't perform. What's going on? And it, it, it understandably, Dolphins, the Dolphins franchise has been so tagged with offensive line issues over the past decade, it feels like, which is ironic given all of the rich history at the position for this franchise, that I understand why everybody's knee-jerk reaction is, uh, here we go again, right? Uh, But should you be worried is the first question that we should ask as it pertains to Teron Armstead and Isaiah Wynn, specifically with the offensive line history of the Dolphins being placed on the PUP. Wake me up in September is my thought process. And I understand, you know, we heard the whole thing with Byron Jones last year and he'll be ready to go at any point in time. And Mike McDaniel kind of made light of that. during his press availability today saying, you know, last year I learned my lesson a little bit. uh, So we're going to take information as it comes. Uh, Byron Jones obviously did not play a snap. And then some Dolphins fans will point to Will Fuller and say, ah, yes, Will Fuller broke his finger, didn't come back the entire season, played two games, didn't hardly caught any footballs. Um, Kind of the hollowness of that signing and say, here we go again. It's just going to be Teron Armstead this time. Um, But what I would say about Teron Armstead is this. Yes, Teron Armstead historically has been a player who has dealt with some kind of injury through each of his seasons, and it prevents him from being available for 100% of the snaps. But Teron Armstead is the same dude 
who went against doctors' recommendations to avoid surgery after a week one injury last year and gave you 13 games of Pro Bowl caliber left tackle play playing through an injury that doctors recommended surgery for as compared to whatever happened with Will Fuller and whatever happened with Byron Jones. This is the book on Tehran. The dude is tough as nails. The dude ignored doctor's advice to play for your football team last year and give you a Pro Bowl season at left tackle. Yes, he missed four games and a handful of other snaps. The dude is a warrior. And then it came out, Andy Slater reported last night that Teron Armstead had had his knee scoped. It was a routine cleanup. And Mike McDaniel was asked about that on the podium session. He said, yes, Teron had something cleaned up. Uh, don't know what the uh, official uh, name of the procedure was. Teron Armstead himself went on New Orleans.Football like a week ago, a week ago today, and was asked about uh, his personal situation. And here's what Teron Armstead, I actually have the quote uh, the general quote written down uh, that is probably going to be helpful uh, to ease everybody's minds a little bit. He went on New Orleans.Football, and here's what he said. I feel young, did not have surgery, tore my foot in week one, played with it, still decided not to get the surgery in the offseason because it's like a 10-month recovery window. I feel 25 again. So he gets the knee scope. As reported by Andy Slater, Mike McDaniel, there was a minor procedure last month to clean stuff up. He he rehabbed and trained with the foot, he said, because if, and you do the math, if Teron Armstead has surgery at the end of the season, it's probably mid-January to early February, and it's a 10-month window. Teron Armstead having surgery, he misses the first half of the season. Misses at least, at least sometime with a 10-month recovery window. So he did what he needed to do, and he played through that injury. Now, he also had a pec injury. <laughs> he had uh, a hip injury, I think it was. like He had a bunch of stuff last year, but 13 games. If you told me right now we could, th we could get 13 from Tehran again, based on his track record, I'd say, yeah, that's about what I expect. Now let's make sure he's the best version of himself for those as possible. So if getting an arthroscopic knee scope to get something cleaned up is what that needs to be to get taken care of, okay. You know, is it ideal? No. Would love to have Toronto out there? Absolutely. But quite frankly, Toronto Armstead hardly practiced in camp last year and hardly practiced during the season last year. It's all load management. I thought the Dolphins last year in the preseason did a really nice job of load management to get guys kind of geared up and ready to go. You're not worried about Toronto Armstead being fundamentally ready or not ready to play football game. Dude's been at it over a decade in the NFL. He's one of the best tackles in football when he's healthy. So, and even when he's not healthy, 80% of Toronto Armstead, I'd take over all but probably 10 guys in the league to play offensive tackle for you. So, um, Mike McDaniel also said both Win and Toronto Armstead, they expected back uh, sooner rather than later uh, that, that they are close uh, to being ready to go and get whatever respective work that they are going to get. So, hopefully. Cooler heads prevail here, and it's like everything else, right? Let's gather all the information before we make any judgments. And the news comes out, Tron Armstead's on the pop. Everybody says, oh, Lord, here we go. And then you kind of get word, okay, it's not a lingering issue from last year. He actually did not have a procedure on the injury from last year. He rehabbed it. He said it feels really good. Um, he put himself in a position to avoid that recovery window, and it's a general light maintenance of something else. 
that probably just requires a few extra weeks. And if that's the case for Toronto Armstead, which is what the, based off the information that we have right now, it's nothing to panic about. It's nothing to be upset about. Now, if we get to January or September 1st, which is over a month from now, and Toronto Armstead's still on the PUP, yeah, we're probably going to have to have a conversation. But in the meantime, games aren't won on July 26th. So easy as she goes, as far as I'm concerned, with the news with Toronto Armstead. Now, we do want to talk about what this opportunity provides for the Dolphins, and that's what we're going to touch on next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by BetterHealth. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected with what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you do it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your individual schedule. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So there is a opportunity. And Mike McDaniel was asked about this as well during his Wednesday press availability with Isaiah Wynn, who reportedly injured himself in training um, with a minor injury. And of course, Isaiah Wynn had his season ended prematurely last year with an injury. So there was a rehab process at the beginning, and now there's a recovery window for Wynn probably trying to get caught back up to speed after taking whatever time he needed for the lower body injury that ended his season that put him on injured reserve. Uh, But those two players, McDaniel said they expected them back sooner rather than later. And what you have the opportunity to do now, in my mind, and Mike McDaniel said this himself, is you really get a chance to have some clarity on what else this could look like. You are going to be charged with determining what your best combinations of players are and what your best combination of offensive linemen is and what combinations work the best together. Now, here's what we know. Right tackle's probably going to be Austin Jackson. Right guard's probably going to be Robert Hunt. Center's probably going to be Connor Williams. And Teron Armstead, when healthy, is going to be your left tackle. But if Teron Armstead misses two weeks, who plays left tackle? Is it Isaiah Wynn? What happens if Isaiah Wynn misses time? What happens if Liam Eikenberg um, ends up taking the, the guard spot and then you're down two left tackles? What does that look like? Who's ready to step up into that spot? So you look at the depth chart and you think about Ryan Hayes. 
seventh round draft selection. Is he a guard? Is he a tackle? Kendall Lamb, kind of a veteran swing tackle type. Jerron Christian, Cedric Ogbwehi. Is it better to have Austin Jackson at left tackle and have Cedric Ogbwehi play his natural position at right tackle in the event that both Win and Armstead are out? You're going to get to play the science experiment game. Dan Feeney, is he going to push Liam Eikenberg? Robert Jones, is he ready in another year as a former undrafted free agent who has stuck with this team to push Liam Eikenberg? Like these are the experiences that the Dolphins are going to collect some information on. It might make Daniel himself worded it as such. It is an opportunity for other guys to create momentum for themselves amidst the jostling for playing time and positioning on the death chart. Because it sounds like the Dolphins' expectation is that both Isaiah Wynn and Teron Armstead will be ready for physical activity with the team sooner rather than later. Direct quote from Mike McDaniel. So if that's the case, the immediate timeline can be very helpful for you to figuring out what is our contingencies against plan A or plan B if those guys are going to miss time. And you should be ready for all of those scenarios. Ideally, it's not just, oh, ideally it would be, well, we just have a sixth guy and he'll step in whatever spot. Okay, but what? who's your seventh guy? What common, What does the combination look like on the right side? Like all of this is information that the Dolphins now get a chance to kind of experience in a live but not fully live setting at the start of training camp. So. As long as these guys get enough work to get themselves ramped up and ready to play football, having an excuse is the silver lining here. We have an excuse to play somebody else at left tackle right now. Karn Armstead's on the pub. He got his knee scoped last month, and he's well on his way to recovery. We'll see him come September, but for the meantime, you know, end of July, somebody else has to play left tackle in practice. Great. I want all your options. I want to see what they all look like. Let's fully exhaust and leave no stone unturned with the candidates that you have added. And between Cedric Ogbwehi and Ryan Hayes with a draft pick and Dan Feeney and Isaiah Wynn when he's ready to go and Austin Jackson returning from injury, like you have a lot more options with intrigue. Maybe not proven floor, maybe not proven ceiling, but you've got options with intrigue. So let's let that storyline play itself out, collect some more information. And the other silver lining is all of those players who are stepping into those positions, not only are you evaluating them against each other, they themselves get a chance to get battle-tested by the other side of the football, which is stocked, filled with talent that is comparable to what you are going to see on any given Sunday or better than what you are going to see on any given Sunday in the league between Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb and Emmanuel Agba and Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer and Malik Reed and Andrew Van Giggle. Like, the list going to go on and on on that side of the football, right? So Cedric he getting first-team reps against Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, good. That's going to make sure if Cedric he has to play any snaps, he's getting as good of a look in practice as he's going to get on Sunday in the game. So... Uh, iron sharpening iron, rising tide raises all ships. All of those sayings, I, I think, are invoked in a situation like this, and I think they're all perfectly relevant. And 
because it's so early in camp. Like there's guys, there's there's players on teams that are expected to compete for a Super Bowl who have guys that didn't show up to camp because they want a new contract. The Dolphins don't have any of that. Mike McDaniel talked about the Connor Williams situation. He had a nice little one-liner quip in there, as he always does. And we'll talk about that in segment three. But there are players on the PUP across the league, meaningful players on the PUP across the league, guys who are rehabbing, guys who had off-season procedures, guys who had arthroscopic scopes, guys who had season-ending surgery the previous season. We could also celebrate some of the players that are not on the PUP for the Dolphins, like Brandon Jones. That was a player that had a mid-season knee injury, season-ending knee injury. We didn't know whether or not he was going to be ready to go. By all accounts, Brandon Jones is going to be ready to be firing on all cylinders here to start a camp. That's great news for the Dolphins. And if you had to ask me, one guy that you knew if he had a reduced amount of window to get ready to play, who would you have the utmost confidence in actually being ready to play? Be Tron Armstead. So I know it's it's easy to point to the heartaches and the missed opportunities of the last few years on both the offensive line and with high-paid players and veterans who missed time with injuries. Let's let this be its own case, would be my only plea. Let's not make it a bigger deal than it needs to be until it needs to be a bigger deal. We're going to talk about Mike McDaniel, what else he said during his Wednesday press availability next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Mike warmed up a little bit. Um, Mike was all business at the start. He got really deep. He's asked about opportunity cost and, and where he found the meaning in opportunity cost and of course, some of the things that we've been talking about with the offensive line, opportunity cost is a relevant discussion point. He was asked about the uh, contract situation with, with Connor Williams. And to paraphrase what Mike McDaniel had to say there, he kind of talked about how he is a coach, thinks it's really important to uh, have positive relationships with all your players and empathize with your players. His one-liner was, I'm the good guy, Chris Greer's the bad guy in contract situations. Connor's here and ready to go. Drew Rosenhaus reported as, uh, said as such over the course of the weekend. That is now known to be factual. Connor Williams is ready to go. There will be no holdout in regards to their contract situation. We'll see if the team can come to a contract extension before the start of the season. I have a feeling once the season starts, that's probably going to go by the wayside. We'll see what happens this week but Mike McDaniel kind of reinforcing having good communication. He talked about his, uh, the, the lessons he learned from year one and the value of the reinforcement that authentic uh, care for your players and authentic, consistent messaging as the head coach is what players respond to and how that was, was really valuable experiences for him as a first-year head coach. I'm a little ticked. I'm a little ticked. Because I'm I'm going, I'm flying to Fort Lauderdale tomorrow. 
right? And I'm going to have a chance to sit in on some Mike McDaniel press conferences and attend a couple of practices. I'll be a practice starting on Friday. And I knew what question I wanted to ask Mike. And the question that I wanted to ask Mike was, we've heard from Tua and a number of the other players on the offensive side of the football about the benefit that they feel going into year two of the system. Was curious from a head coach and an offensive play caller's perspective, where do you find value in year two with much of the nucleus of your offensive uh, depth chart back again this season? Because McDaniel went on this big thing at the end of the presser talking about in year one, you're kind of just forecasting your players' strengths. And then as the season plays out, you wait to see where your offense goes as you have more proof of concept to your players and their strengths. Whereas now in this offseason, it's been very beneficial to know, tangibly know your players' strengths and be able to then spend the time in the offseason to actually tailor the offense and its intricate details to the individual strengths of the players. And I said, dang, that was my question. Now, he, he gave a great answer, and it was what I was hoping to hear. He just answered it before I had a chance to ask the question. So I thought that was pretty cool as, as like that was top of list for me. This is the one thing that I know I get to ask Mike one question in a presser. That's one I want to ask. So now I got to go down to question number two. But uh, it was really neat to hear Mike talk about that because we have heard Tua and Tyreek and Jalen and like all these players talk about it's year two in the system. Everybody's kind of speaking the same language. You can really focus on the finer details. But then from Mike's perspective, it's like, yeah, I know these guys are fast. I'm going to tailor our offense to what we think that they can do. But once I really get to know how Tyreek and Jalen run these routes and I really get a feel for how Tua throws this ball, you can spend an offseason really pulling on those and massaging those and getting more layers to those to more consistently ensure that your players are in optimal positions to have success. So that's our Wednesday show. Uh, shout out to Tron Armstead, Tua Tunga Aloha, and Christian Wilkins. Uh, they were each named yesterday as members of the NFL 100, which is the players voting on their top 100 players uh, from the previous season. Uh, so three consecutive Dolphins at 83rd, 82nd, and 81st overall. Very cool. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to see that, try and catch that on NFL Network. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I appreciate each and every one of you Shout out to our everydayers who make us a part of your daily routine. You could find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So hit subscribe, click the bell, get the notifications when we are off and running with new shows. We got a lot of content coming your way. Fins up, plan accordingly. Talk to you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.